live from the belly of the beast, where the west meets the east. The show where you can expect the least. This is Payne's World, presented by PSPN. Now, I know what you're saying. Payne, how long did it take you to write that? Three months. (laughs) No, I mean... I kind of just came up with it on the spot, not going to lie. That's just how my brain works. I know some people might find find it jarring. They're like, how does he do it? How does he act so fast, 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 fast? His gears are always going. How does he do it? It's just it's just skill, baby. That's all it is. But uh, Payne's World is back. Uh, I don't think anything interesting or notable has happened since we last did one of these things. Mm-mm. No, can't think of anything. I mean, yeah, the world ended. That, but you know, digress. Listen, I'm just gonna say one. Th- I, I, I think as the head of PSPN, people forget I am the PS and the PSPN. That it would be remiss if I did not, at any point, say anything. About what has happened um, in the country in regards to Black Lives Matter, George Floyd. I'll say one thing. Um, everyone at this point, it's been so long. It feels like a lifetime since we all started having these conversations. I think that honestly, as much as I think my words really matter... And as much as I feel my opinion really matters, no matter what I really say about this topic, it won't take back anything. I can sit here and I can, you know, turn off most of the listeners, telling them something that they've probably heard from someone more eloquent, hard to find, someone more talented, someone more just. I don't linguistic, you know. God, such a deep vocabulary. But I would be remiss if I didn't say something. And this is I I'm just I'm just going to, you know, whenever it, this all happened, this terrible thing happened, there was a moment where we all came together and we agreed. For one moment, I didn't have to go on social media and see spiteful, hateful, purposely divisive memes. Because that's what—that's how we talk to each other now. We can only talk through memes. It's not any—not anyone trying to prod or, you know, get somebody that's on the other side. But for a second, just a second, we all agreed. That something had to be done. And that finally, with everything that is happening, with the world crumbling to a halt, we had no choice but to look at this situation and say, that has to stop now. It was honestly... And I, it was one of the most interesting moments that I can think of as an adult. Where on the flip of a switch, everyone agreed. And that's good. And for a situation like this. There really shouldn't be like an asshole being like, yeah, but the, no, no, he was kind of being a, no, no, <laughs> like just stop. For a second, we all saw it for what it was. We watched a video of a man pressing his knee on the back of the neck of another grown man for eight minutes. In 46 seconds. Asking for help. Not resisting. He's on the ground. You can tell he's struggling. The police officers using. 
like a gutter as leverage. He's yelling out to his dead mom. And then you just watch him fade away. And there's cops just looking around like this is just another day. No, nothing to see here. Just another, just another criminal. We just, we just made him go unconscious. If he, you know, if he dies, he dies. And we saw that. And I don't know a person that did not get pissed off by that. Utterly disgusted and pissed off for that. And we all said this has to stop. And then as soon as that moment ended. The politics came right back in. Suddenly, you got to say certain things. You got to toe a certain line just for your team to, you know, think that you're still part of them. So, and so for a second, all the flags, all the guns came down. And we were able to say, this shit has to end. This has to end. And then someone goes, oh, but look, Trump tweeted this. And then boom, distractions kick right back in. And then and then you got to say certain things. You got to do certain things. You can't do this, can't do that. Oh, you canceled this, that, and the other. And then it's like, I, I, I can't even remember when this first happened. It feels like a lifetime ago. But now, now, no one's talking about George Floyd. No one's talking about police brutality, which we all saw in that moment. That it took watching a man slowly lose his life over 8 minutes and 46 seconds. We said as a nation, and ultimately as a world, that that has to stop. And now, we're talking about... School and statues. Everyone just forgot. We're talking. We're back to the, the the wheels keep turning for a second. For a second, we slowed down the wheel, and we were able just to get some mud in those gears and slow it down. We were able to actually talk to each other, actually have a conversation. I was able to talk to people that we know going into a conversation about politics that we are not going to come out of this on the same side. Going in, going out, we're not going to be on the same side. We agreed. That's how strong that moment was. That's how strong we were in that moment. But we weren't allowed to soak in that moment. Because on top of that moment, we're in a giant worldwide pandemic where suddenly um, millions of people are being displaced, incomes being absolutely cut, jobs being cut. You're told you can't leave your house, you can't do this, you can't go see your loved ones, and and uh, people are going crazy. And then the protests happen. So we st- we go from talking about George Floyd in this powerful, impacting moment and what we can do to fix a broken system. So now it's good protesters, bad protesters, good cops, bad cops. And then all of a sudden, there comes the politics again. Oh, look, Trump tweeted that. Distraction. Oh, look, Trump tweeted that. Distraction. Ooh, AOC tweeted that. Distraction. That's all they want. They don't want you to talk about George Floyd. They don't want... They saw... And whenever I say they, I mean the people that actually, whose jobs it is to actually make life better, but don't, and just give the illusion of progress, and give the illusion of effort. The people, those people saw that moment where we came together in solidarity, and they were probably shook to their fucking core, because they're like, this is not what we want. This is not what sells. This is, you know, this is not going to be good for ratings. This is not what's going to, you know, 
get you know toe the the line that we have to do for our cor- our corporate you know warlords. This is not going to be good for what we're trying to achieve. So what do they do? Oh, Trump said a mean thing. Oh, uh, Washington Redskins. That name's really controversial. Distraction, distraction. We go from we need to break a broken police system. We're obviously not all cops are bad. Not all people are bad. But it's when there's a system that enables bad apples to rotten up and spoil the batch. That's what's led to this. Because obviously, not all cops are bad. Not all people are bad. But you need to be able to call out shit for what it is. You have to be able to call balls and strikes. It can't just be, it's a pitch. It has to be balls and strikes. You have to be able to be transparent and objective. You cannot let your team bias, your political, whatever views you have, you can't let that get in the way of progress. And for a second, we were right there. But then we're right back to Trump tweeted this. Uh, there's a there's a noose in Bubba Wallace's garage. Is it a noose? Is it a not? Is it a noose? Is it a not? Well, we brought in this expert who was in the Cub Scouts who knows that this is actually a blah, 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 not and that it wasn't a noose. It was a blah, 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 not. And then, oh, and then, uh, then Dr. Fauci is talking about we shouldn't go to school, but Trump wants us to go to school. So let's talk about school. What? School? It's the summer. What are we talking about school for? Because that's what they want. They don't want to talk about the real issues. They just want to piss off one side so that both sides are going at each other's throats. And they can just sit back, relax, throw one leg over the other, and play the violin like Cicero watching the burn of, of Rome. That's what they want. They want to watch us all rip each other's throats out so that they don't have to they go i don't know why people are doing this i'm not doing it i i think i wish we could come together i wish we could uh take this moment to talk about what really matters the washington redskins name is inherently racist and it must go yes 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 (laughs) it is racist but can we also agree that we were talking about Shit that actually matters? We were talking about shit that actually mattered. It could actually change your life. Nobody's life is going to change because of what other shitty name Dwayne Haskins is going to have to put on his jersey every day. No one cares about the Washington Redskins. I'm sure many Redskins proud, proud Native American tribes who hear Redskins are like, like, come on, like, just stop. And like, stop, white people, stop asking how we feel about the name Redskins. You want, you really want to know how we feel, white people? I don't think you do. <laughs> I don't think you'd want to know how we feel just about you in general. So, yeah. Redskins is bad. And then let's let's start talking about, oh, well, we have to get rid of statues. And, oh, well, this man uh, one time said a bad thing. One time this man said another thing. And, yeah, he did do really good things, but he also did this one bad thing. Or he wasn't really an upstanding, perfect gentleman, so we must take down his statue. Or we must change the name of this library. Or we need to change the name of this school. Yeah, sure. Sure. That is a perfectly great conversation to have. We should absolutely have these kind of kinds of conversations where we can go, hey, Robert E. Lee. Turns out if you do some homework, Robert E. Lee, an American trader who, who led the Confederacy and was a brutal slave owner, probably... Not the best guy to name your public high school after. Probably not the best guy to name a residential area after. You know what? It it's imagine being 
a black family moving into a new city. Dad's got a new job. Then all of a sudden, you, you, you move into your neighborhood, you notice a trend that all your neighborhood streets are all named after Confederate generals and battles. And and then, oh, well, uh, and then you hear, oh, well, you know, well, son and daughter, we, you're going to this nice school. It's got good marks, you know, you know, make some friends. What's the name of it? Oh, it's called Lehigh. Oh, Lehigh. Okay. Like who? Oh, Robert E. Lee? Oh, isn't he? Yeah, he's that's that's the one. Okay, it's perfectly fine to have these conversations. Thomas Jefferson, who wrote the Declaration of Independence, yeah, I know. Turns out, people in 1776, people in high class power in 1776. Turns out, not a lot of them would do well in 2020. Hey, you don't fucking say. That's not to make an excuse for the fact that Thomas Jefferson had slaves and wrote about the the, the hypocrisy of all men are created equal and then talked about how slavery is an abomination, but yet he also had to reflect on the fact that, yes, I still have slaves and also had many loved children with one of my slaves and just a walking talking historical contradiction we can all agree on that we can all agree on that but i think we can also agree that we shouldn't cancel lin-manuel miranda just because he didn't put a black lives matter banner on his website you mean the guy that rewrote american history to include every race that wasn't white and got a whole country uh, interested in the first secretary of the treasury through hip-hop? You think that guy isn't with the movement? You think that guy's an enemy? Oh, but he's not. He's an ally, but he's not enough of an ally. Oh, yeah, 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 I forgot. He didn't get his quota. Oh, I'm sorry. His clout points, the the threat, the fuel goal post got moved, so he had he has to. I get you. I'm sorry. I didn't know that being a good person was like you know a pyramid scheme or something. You just had to keep climbing, but you just can't. It's it. It is perfectly fine to have these conversations. It's perfectly fine to say, you know what, this person is a scumbag. Let's cancel them. But to say there is no cancel culture, and then you're going to go and immediately say, hey, there's no such thing as cancel culture. Now, you're canceled. Excuse me? Yes. Yeah. Cancel culture exists. And honestly, if it's done right, it's not a bad thing at all. Would you much rather have cancel culture where we as like a society come together and we kind of do a public core of opinion? Or would you rather... It be like Canada, where free speech is a is a whole subject of interpretation, and you can actually face ramifications for something that you said just because it wasn't the right thing, according to the government. Cancel culture is like the stock market. If I had a bunch of Crystalia stock. And I thought, oh, he's a good, he's good on podcasts, good on podcasts. I enjoy his Instagram. Um, his specials are all right. But you know what? I think he's got a good future. And then all of a sudden you see, up, oh, okay, oh, Chris, wow. oh, yep, that's a 16-year-old, 17-year-old. Oh, that's an 18-year-old, not too bad fit. Oh, no, Chris. Then all of a sudden we sell the stock. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And all of a sudden, his stock plummets. Same thing as cancel culture. We build people up. We buy stock in. We buy, 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 buy. And then either we sustain that value. Maybe it goes down a little bit. Maybe they're not in movies. Or maybe they're an athlete that's not doing as well. Or maybe he's kind of plateaued. But the second they mess up. You have every right to sell that stock. And if we as a culture go, you know what? I'm selling my stock. In fact, we're all selling our stock because, frankly, I don't want to have 
<laughs> you win my portfolio. So bye-bye. Bye-bye. That is fine. But it's when we start getting crazy with it and it gets hijacked and the vocal minority becomes the violent majority that's going around with pitchforks and hashtags and, and cancel parties. That's whenever shit gets insane. Literally trying to cancel someone like Lin-Manuel Miranda. Are you dumb? Are you dumb? We're talking about statues, and people are beheading statues of Columbus. And I got to hear, I got to have a debate with a friend about the validity of Winston Churchill? Why on earth would I want to actually have to debate if Winston Churchill was a good guy or not, or if, or if he's worth celebrating? Why, why would I want to do that? But here I am. I'm having to like defend Winston Churchill, being like, yeah, old guy, scumbag, sure. But also, kind of was the last, uh, last resistance before we kicked in uh, on our side of, of the world. Because the Russians are over there doing their thing in World War II, trying to fend off Hitler and all that stuff, and dealing with the Axis powers. They're trying to do their thing over there. But over here, before Churchill... Neville Chamberlain, whose grandfather was a like a Bolshevik German sympathizer, suddenly Neville Chamberlain goes, hangs out with Hitler, comes back and says, "You know, I'll talk to that chap. He's actually raw. He's actually a good lad. I don't find anything wrong with anything he's trying to do. He's just trying to have a good time." Can't. You know, can't blame him for having a good time. We all just trying to have a good time. Turns out that dude was deep, deep, deep sympathizing with Hitler. So he had to go. And who do we get? Who do you want whenever the shit has to get dirty? Whenever you get this clean and proper chap, Neville Chamberlain. Turns out he is all clean and proper, but he goes and sees Hitler. Oh, he's a bit dirty, isn't he? He's a bit dirty. Gonna clean them up. Nope. Oh, oh, and he's goose stepping. Yep, there he goes. All right, Neville, off with you, lad. What do you want? What do you need? You need an old, just, just gruntily old, barely can breathe, smoking a c cigar, hunched over. He's seen the worst of humanity, and he just, he just knows. Oh yes, yeah, we're going to go. We're going to go in the battlefield. We're going to. You need that guy. A guy who, yeah, probably is a scumbag. And also, I would have no doubts that Winston Churchill would not survive in 2020 society. But also, the guy was one of the main reasons why we beat Hitler. So does he deserve a statue? I would say the idea of that man and his that singular achievement is worth celebrating. If you're making a statue to celebrate that achievement and that uh, that the accolades or the, the the courage and the leadership that he had in that moment in that position, absolutely. No one's building a statue because of what Winston Churchill thought about like a minority. No one's doing that. No one's doing any of that. We have statues of JFK, MLK. I'm trying to think of another person with a K initial. Both great leaders. Both also kind of like the hump everything that moved. Does that take away from what they did? MLK basically paved the way for civil rights. It paved the way for us to have that conversation about George Floyd. JFK quite literally prevented World War III nuclear war with Russia. Whenever all his journals were saying, we gotta punch them in the nose, we gotta we gotta bomb them, we gotta we gotta be aggressive, we can't look small. JFK told them, hey, shut up. I'ma go get my D sucked for a second, and then I'm gonna think things over. Came back, watched a movie, got some head, came back and said, you know what? Thought about it. Kinda think y'all are trying to fuck me over. Kinda think you want us to get into a little bit of a tussle. So guess what? We're not going to do it. In fact, we're going to wait it out. And guess what happened? The Russians blinked first. And we were able to prevent World War III. So can we make a statue 
dedicated to that achievement? Can we make a statue dedicating to the life of JF- JFK, not further down to the detailed substance, but the bullet points that push a society forward? I would like to think yes. But when we start talking about Confederate statues, statues that were... First of all, it's very... We're talking about JFK. I'm talking about all these guys who, like, won. All these guys that achieved stuff that pushed us forward. If we're talking about Confederate statues, me, frankly, me thinks, probably not even a real good idea to just waste material on making a statue of A, an American trader, someone who openly and freely uh, seceded from the Union to try to successfully part and start their own country founded on the foundation that you can own other people. Me personally, me thinks, probably not the best idea. And also, would be one thing if they won. I hate to spoil this for you, they did not win. So why are we making statues for losers? It's weird. It's like, I I don't remember the stat, uh, whenever I went to see a Patriots game in Foxborough, I don't remember all the statues of uh, Eli Manning outside Foxborough. I don't recall seeing that. I I don't recall the, the statues signifying those defeats. Because why would you? Why would you? What's the point? The point is, a vast majority of these major statues went up in racial defiance and racial hatred in the 1900s to purposely go against the progress of civil rights. It's one thing if, you know, maybe it's 1870, 1875, you're in the Deep South, you know, you want to make a fucking stone wall. Well, you know, you want to make a fucking, who cares, statue. You want to do a Robert E. Lee statue in 1870? There's a good argument for that. You want to make, you want to carve a Confederate shitbag in the side of a mountain in Georgia in the 1900s and have it open on an anniversary of Abraham Lincoln being shot? You're a douchebag. You're just a douchebag. And if you want to go and pay money to see that shitbag statue or that shitbag mountain, Go ahead. You're a douchebag too. Because not only are you paying to go see a stupid mountain, you're also paying to celebrate a racist traitor who also lost. Those are like three L's that you're celebrating with your hard-earned, hard-earned American money. Not Confederate, not Confederate bucks, okay? American money, you're celebrating, you want, you want to say that traitors are part of your heritage? What a shit heritage. What an absolutely terrible heritage. I would much rather want to celebrate the fucking Popeye's biscuit before I want to talk about General Lee. Come on. And all this conversation to stay away from the fact that we don't want to talk about George Floyd and that and we don't and we want to ignore that moment that we had together where all of a sudden George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, all these people that were unjustly taken away from this world by a corrupt system that's been compromised. When we all came together to talk about that, this is where we're at now. I got to talk about uh, Deshaun Jackson quoting Hitler talking about the Jews. What? First, I don't care. You know, if you told me that Deshaun Jackson wasn't that smart and he would go and quote post Hitler, you know, I wouldn't be that shocked. I think quoting Hitler and trying to be like a am I right guys is not the best idea. But I wouldn't think that Deshaun Jackson is going to be quoting Chaucer or Stern or anything like that. I don't think he's going to be doing anything enlightening. Because shockingly, if you hang out around enough athletes, you will find that 
a good bit of athletes are just really good at being athletic. Some of them don't have, you know, the best brain. And Deshaun Jackson in that situation was very dumb to post a quote of Hitler. But why am I being forced to see that on my timeline? Or And why am I having to deal with other people complaining about, oh, well, Drew Brees got a lot more flack and Deshaun Jackson's out here quoting uh, Hitler. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. We can, we can, we can totally, totally, totally have that conversation. But also, also, this, yeah, buddhisms that we do, where you hear something that's not good for your side, but you go, yeah, but, you know, Hillary's emails, that's not cool. It's like, it's like yeah, 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 no, I get that, Hillary, yeah, well, I don't know why you brought, yeah, her email's not good. But let's talk about your thing for a second. Don't deflect. Don't distract. Don't dodge. That's what this all is. A deflection, a dodge, a distraction. Ooh, look, Trump called Elizabeth Warren a Native American. Honestly, kind of hilarious. In a, mo- in, a in the most infuriating way. Kind of hilarious. But it's a distraction. Oh, man, look at this tweet. Oh, there he goes. He's doing it again. The orange man's out and about. Look out. Here he comes. It's a distraction. They don't want you to be free. They don't want you to be free thinking. They don't want you to do any of that. They don't want you to do any of that kind of shit because it messes up their plan. It messes up the illusion of, well, you you voted for me four years ago and we got this done. And then in that four years, we had to fight the uh, opposition of these people who are not nice to us. So vote for us. Don't vote for the non-nice people. And then we'll keep slowly progressing. You know, I'm going to propose that we do this very radical thing, but then once we try to implement it into policy, oh, whoa, woe is me. The opposition does not like that? Oh, well, I guess we don't have to do that radical thing that's going to change life drastically for the better or for the worse, and I guess we're just going to keep things the same because the status quo quo can't be uh, bothered. Oh, sorry, guys. Well, hey, listen, four years. Let's do this again, huh? See, yeah? See you in November. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's all fucking fugazi, a fraud. Just want to take you for a ride. That's all they want to do. They want to buy you an Uber, then make you drive the Uber, and then cancel you because you sneeze and like, oh, is that racist? Oh, you probably think statues are cool. And that, that's what sucks. If, if, I, if, if anything I've said trying to reflect on the George Floyd Black Lives Matter situation is, is that it sucks that everything I've just mentioned is what's being talked about now. Whenever we still should be talking about you know, reforming a broken system that's compromised and is affecting lives on a daily basis. But we don't. They don't want you to talk about that because they don't want to have to change it. And they don't even want to pretend that to change it because then their, their puppet masters aren't going to let them do it. And then they're going to actually be revealed to be the frauds that they are. So we have to get political. Now it's all about, well, we got to wear a mask. Oh, and oh, and, and 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 suddenly every forty-five-year-old white mom who brings her kids into a Whole Foods now apparently every kid and every mom has a pre-existing breathing condition where they can't wear a mask or they're going to die, and you're violating federal law. And if you don't let me buy these meatballs and, and this meatloaf, I'm gonna throw my stuff and I'm gonna throw a fucking fit because, God forbid, I ask you to put on slightly more fabric than you're already putting on. Masks are annoying as shit. I don't want to have to wear a mask. I, I I wear a mask because that's called being courteous. It's called, listen, I don't like this situation. You don't like this situation. But let's be honest, some people are dying. And if this has like a 1% improvement rate on any anyone's overall experience with this and i just have to wear a little bit more fabric 
and I can still breathe, but it's just going to be kind of fucking aggravating around my nose, and it's going to be slightly itchy. And the second I get out of Walmart, I'm going to rip that fucking thing off, be like, oh my god, I hated that. Now I'm like sweating on my face. If that's the slight sacrifice we have to make to get this shit over with sooner than later, and you refuse to do that, you're a douchebag. Imagine thinking that you have the right to not be equally as courteous as everyone else. What gives you specifically the right to be like, you know what? Everyone in this Walmart has chosen to wear a mask, and I'm going to be that person. Is it because you want attention? Do you want to make a statement? What is your statement? That masks are stupid? We all agree. No one looks like, oh, look at that mask. I want a mask on all the time, baby. No. We want to get this shit over with as soon as possible. But then I got to read articles about people that are like, don't believe the hype about this. This is all just a big ruse by the Democrats. Then suddenly that same person gets coronavirus because he's going around willy nilly without a mask. Probably would have gotten it anyway, but the mask probably would have helped. Then he ends up dying. And then that's it. He's gone. It's like it's like being 13 years old and you're taking Christmas family pictures and your mom's picked out the, the outfit that everyone's going to match in. And and from last year, she went from, all right, I need you to wear a sweater to this year, going full fucking turtleneck, going full neck, all the way up to your chinny chin chin, going full. And I'm like, mom, I don't want to fucking wear a fucking turtleneck, mom. What the fuck is it's It's 84 degrees in December. Why am I wearing a turtleneck, please? Because like, we have to get a card out. And the sooner you stop bitching, the quicker I'm going to get this picture and you can take off the turtleneck. The sooner we get this over with, the sooner you can go back, go upstairs, and continue sucking at Warzone, little Timmy. But for now, put on the fucking turtleneck, smile, play your part, what's look like an operating, fully functional, self-loving, self-fulfilling family. So I can make these fucking cards, send them out to everyone, and make it look like we got our shit together. Just put on the turtleneck. And then you don't have to wear it ever again. People, put on the mask. Put on the mask. And the sooner you put on the mask, the sooner you won't ever have to wear another mask again. It's that simple. Don't be a little fucking little Timmy. Don't be a little Timmy. That's all I'm trying to say. Don't be a little Timmy. Nobody wants to deal with a little Timmy. Because you know what a little Timmy is? Little Timmy is a fucking child. And whenever I see you in Target and you don't have a mask, you know what that makes you look like? It makes you look like a child. That makes you... Because you, you made the point to go out. You got your Nike shorts on. You're looking all good. You're a semi-attractive mom. You know what you're doing. You know the look that you're rocking, and you know that people are going to see you, then see that you're not wearing a mask, and go, this fucking, oh my god, here we go. Alright, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. And then someone goes, put on the mask! And then she stops, and she turns around. She doesn't even, she doesn't even turn around. Her head does like an exorcism, like 180, and just looks at you and goes, no. And then, and then all hell breaks loose. That's what the, just put on the mask, man. Just fucking do it. And and I'm cussing. And now you got me cussing. Now you got me being a potty mouth. This is this is not what I want to be doing. I want to be talking about fun shit. You know what? You know how you know you know how the world really is screwed. Whenever I said fun shit, I actually meant let's talk about Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. Where did we go? We're suddenly talking about pedophiles compromising celebrities and high-ranking government officials. 
with videos and pictures and compromise of them being with children. That just became fun. Like, ooh, this is juicy. That's how you know we're in trouble, folks. That's how you know. That's how you know. And then and then you do a little do a little searchy poo, and then you find out that there's this guy, Jeffrey Epstein, he's got this island that for years people have been like, Hey, I've heard of this island, it's called Pedophile Island, and people go, Oh, that's just a conspiracy theory. You must listen to Alex Jones. And then Alex Jones would be like, I've been to Pedophile Island. They're going out there and they're sacrificing human goats to And then you're like, Alright, this guy's fucking bonkers. This guy's crazy. Let's, you know, this is what a conspiracy theory looks like. Keep looking, people. Oh, look, the president tweeted something. Oh, look, you know, this wacky Florida man news story happened. Don't look from the fact that there turns out there actually was a pedophile island in the U.S. Virgin Islands. There was a pedophile island located in the Virgin Islands. The fuck? And we're just going to pretend like that's not, like, a thing? We're not going to talk about the fact that this guy climbed up to be a billionaire, quote-unquote, philanthropist? Came up from nothing? Came to be, like, a, a financial advisor? His only client is this old billionaire who owns Victoria's Secret? His only client? His only client. And he just, what, fooled this old man into giving him billions of dollars? You know how you trick a billionaire into giving you billions of dollars? You know how you do that? You know, like, hey, I would love to go see the movie with you, but I got a dinner at the Italian uh, at the Italian Garden. I'm trying to trick this billionaire into giving me billions of dollars. Got this cool scheme you might want to get into. So, yeah, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. No one wants to talk about Epstein, or no one wants to talk about and it's a distract, distract, distract. And then all of a sudden, one day, uh, breaking news: Jeffrey Epstein, uh, friend of Prince Andrew, Donald Trump, Bill Clinton, uh, arrested for charges of being a sex trafficker and having a pedo island. You don't say. Was the pedo island located in the Virgin Islands? You don't say. And he has a black book of all these celebrities that went to his pedophile island? You don't say. Who was there? Oh, you just, you know, like Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett? You're telling me Margaritaville? Is there a Margaritaville on the pedo island? Surely not. Who else? Oh, well, you know, every article you're going to see of Epstein's going to have that picture of him and Trump. Yeah, I know. It's not a good look. There's also that quote where Trump's like, Jeffrey Epstein is a hell of a guy, and he loves the women. Uh, I've heard that he likes them very young. Some would say very young. Okay, people are talking about it. Out in the open. Oh, this guy's kind of creepy. But, you know. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Will Smith. Oh, I mean, you want to talk about a distraction. How about Will Smith just sitting there letting his wife just nonchalantly talking about how this grown man made her feel good? Talking about to the world. Talking about, hey, I know we were like married, but I was really sad. So I went and I had a, a relationship with this fucking guy, and I just let him fucking rail me all the time. And then guess what, Will? It felt fucking good, Will. How do you like that, Will? Huh? Fresh Prince? Hmm? He's just like, yeah, well, you know, well that, that was your decision, and I'm glad you're happy. I'm glad you're happy? Are you glad you're happy, Will, because you went to the Pino Island? While Jada was getting railed by this guy named August, you're out in the Pedo Island? Is that what's happening? That must have been a, a deleted vlog from your YouTube channel, Will. I would have loved to have seen that vlog. You at the Pedo Island? I mean, and then there's John Legend. Oh, John Legend. Oh, all of me. Yeah, that guy went to the Pedo Island. Oh, but him. Oh, him and Chrissy Teigen, they're the cutest couple and i follow them on instagram and twitter they're just so cute oh they went to the pedo island 
Stephen Hawking went there. How does that even work? How does what does Stephen Hawking do at the Pedo Island? Like, what does he even do? Like, I, I would love to even attempt. I was going to attempt a Stephen Hawking impersonation, and I stopped myself, which I think is probably the proudest I am, and is probably the the hardest thing I've had to do was prevent myself from doing a very bad, offensive Stephen Hawking impersonation. So credit to me. But how does that even work? Stephen Hawking's there. Elon Musk apparently has deep ties or, you know, owes a lot of, uh, from what he quote-unquote learned from Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. I'm sorry, what? Was Jeffrey Epstein mean like, listen, you know gas doesn't have to power cars, right? We can melt these children and put them in batteries. Yeah. Talking like real Matrix shit. We can make these kids into batteries. I'm telling you, it can be done. I do it. I do it right now. Doing it right now. Kids are batteries. That is kind of like a weird thing. That is kind of a weird analogy, isn't it? Kids are like the batteries that run all this weird shit. Everywhere you go, whenever they un- un- whenever they find all this shit, what is always at the core of it? Child abuse. They run, they're they're the fuel that runs this fucked up crazy shit. Everywhere you go, the Epstein, Glenn Maxwell, all this stuff, there's always, there's a child. Why? They they fuel this compromise experiment, this operation where we get to, we get to exploit and we get to get, you know, all this blackmail stuff on all these influential people. And we do that. Oh, you almost was there. Oh, you know, you almost was pretty cool, pretty cool. Bill Gates is there. Oh, well, you know, Bill, I'm sure Bill and Melinda just needed some money. Um, It's not like they basically could buy the earth. Not like they could just buy the earth. They need some help with some money. Need some help with some money. We would love a donation, Jeffrey. We just, we, we were just, you know, we're really strung up having all the money in the world. We're tired, and we're we're trying to come up with a budget, and we just think that we don't have all the money. I think we have ninety nine percent of the money. I think you can help us get to that one percent that we need to send clear diarrhea water to the Congo. I think that's what we, I think you're the secret to that. That's all it is, folks. That's all it is. So yeah, that's fun shit now. (laughs) That is fun stuff now. That is, that is what this world has come to, where that is the fun, ooh, kind of quirky, kind of interesting topics we talk about now. And now we got to hear about there's Wayfair, like child trafficking, like cabinets now, or like... I mean, I'm sure you know this. I'm sure if you're listening this far into Payne's world, you know by now that there are these fucking listings for like $15,000 for these boxes that have the same name and like matching details of missing children reports. Yeah, but Trump tweeted this. Look at what Trump tweeted. It got Elizabeth Warren is a... Dirty Native American, okay? Pocahontas, okay? She is Pocahontas. A lot of people are talking about Donald, you can't call her Pocahontas because technically her name is Elizabeth. I say her name is Pocahontas, okay? I'm changing. Her name is now Pocahontas, okay? I don't care what I have to do, people, okay? If I have to nuke Pennsylvania, to win this election, I'll tell you this right now. I will do it in a heartbeat, okay? Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe. He's so tired, people. I've possibly never seen a more tired guy than Sleepy Joe, okay? He's always sleeping, people. He doesn't even look alive, okay? You look at me and you see a lot of energy. A lot of people talking about Donald. You have all of the best energy in the world, okay, frankly, we're talking about, like, alien, like, you might be some kind of supernatural guy, you got so much energy, man, how you do it, I tell him what I do, I do so much drugs, 
what if what if Trump came out and said, I do cocaine, okay? I love it so much. <laughs> Every morning at Danny knew this right now, okay? I wake up and Melania and I take two big hoofs of cocaine. I tell you this right now. I love cocaine. It's a great guy. Great guy. I get it from a great guy. Mike Pence is my dealer. I know what you're talking about. Mike Pence looks like a jar of mayonnaise. I know. <laughs> I gotta stop. I bet that impression. I bet all of you went, what? <laughs> That's, is that a Trump impersonation? I think I blacked out for a second, frankly. I think I blacked out for a second, but that's it. I mean, that's 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 kind of it. That's kind of the story. That's kind of the gist of everything that's happening. You know, we we were in a moment of truth, and now we're back to the constant twenty four seven cycle of bullshit. You know, I, I thought, you know, let me pull this up. Actually, I was gonna try to find a wacky and uh, interesting news article to talk about and break down the story. So I went and I just typed the uh, weird stories, like weird news stories that happened today. And I click on a link that I see. And first thing I see is former manager of the Department of Defense uh, Aerospace Threat Program says UFOs are real. Well, I guess that's just weird news, guys. <laughs> oh, I, I, I guess that's just, that's silly. That's fun. That's fun. It's fun that there's just massive things flying around, probably watching us, monitoring us, taking our information, just choosing when to destroy us. Oh, that's fun. Let's put that on the weird news page. But it's okay. Trump said some mean things. I love, I love, I've been the biggest fan of the Redskins. I'll tell you this right now. Nobody loves the Redskins like I do. Let's see what else they got. British man who attempted to steal the Magna Carta learns his fate. Oh, so you tell me British Nicholas Cage learned that it's actually hard? To steal their Declaration of Independence, <laughs> like this, 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 uh, you know, as much as I'm talking and railing against distractions, this is what we need. <laughs> this is what we need. Uh, here's an article. Here's a quick lesson on why you should never ever approach a bear. A human being who gets paid to be a journalist wrote an article called. Here's a quick lesson on why you should never, ever approach a a bear. Should, Should just, like, you click on that link and it just says, No shit! Or, like, because you will die? Who's seeing a bear and being like, oh, look at that right there. That's a grizzly bear. One of the most dangerous creatures in all the in all the world. I'm going to poke him. Come here, little fella. Not going to hit you. Come here, come here, little fella. Not going to hit you. Oh, he's angry. <laughs> oh, he bit my arm off. Oh, that's crazy. Like you, this is the, we deserve everything we're getting. If someone reads that article and goes, Oh, you know, I never thought of it like that. I never really thought of it from the bear's perspective. You know, if you really think about it, we all get upset about defending our homes and getting upset when people intrude on our homes. But now that you think about it, isn't a bear just protecting its home? So can we really be mad at the bear? Yeah, I can be mad at the bear. You know what I'm not going to do, though? I'm not going to walk up to the fucking bear. You morons. And then on the same page. On the same page. On the same page. As if you didn't need to see that enough. Taurus learns the hard way why you should never, ever attempt to pet a lion. Who is... Is this the same fucking guy? Hold on. I'm doing some investigation. I'm doing some investigation. This is the same guy, Ed Matza. You wrote, here's a quick lesson on why you should never, ever approach a bear. 
And then you wrote, Taurus learns the hard way why you should never, ever attempt the pet a lion. Do you get paid just to write articles about animals I shouldn't go near? I got, you know, I'm going to pitch some ideas for you. Polar bear. Tiger. Alligator. Maybe even a crocodile. Be regional. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's your job? On the Huffington Post. Ed Matza. Taurus learns the hard way why you should never ever attempt to pet a lion. Let me guess. Because he will eat you. I wouldn't be so... Uh, and the tagline says the lion wasn't happy. And let them know it. <sighs> Ed... You just made an enemy today. And then under the, here's a quick lesson why you should never ever approach a bear. The tagline goes, the bear gave this woman a quick and memorable lesson in social distancing. Ed, Ed, what are you doing, Ed? What are you doing, Ed? I didn't even want to do this. I didn't want to do this. I thought I was going to have a very long and thoughtful and thought-provoking and deep podcast about just life and all the things that are happening, the distractions, George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, but Ed, what have you done? What have you done? You went to work and you said, you know what? I bet my readers don't know that you shouldn't fuck with bears. And then like that Wednesday you went, you know, I bet they also. I bet they also don't know how to act around lions. Ed, you know what? I'm gonna click on you, Ed Matza. We're doing this right now, live on the podcast. Here we go. Here we go, Ed Matza. Oh, oh, here we go. Oh, here's the political stuff. Here's the political stuff. There he is. Okay. Ugh. Ugh, here we go. Even the guy that's telling you not to touch bears is telling you. Oh, oh yep, here, here's an article. Trump, Trump tweet. Yep. <laughs> I mean, if there's not a better point in everything I'm saying, it's Ed Mozza. Ed Mozzarella is quite frankly proving every point I said. The, they don't want to talk about anything besides the fact that they just want to distract, distract, distract. They want to distract you so much that they're telling you that UFOs are real on the weird news page. <laughs> because there was there was no more room. Louisiana man faces charges for swimming in sporting's goods store fish tank. Okay. <laughs> The suspect told reporters he plunged into an indoor aquarium at a Bass Pro Shop in Bossier City to celebrate getting 2,000 likes on TikTok. Oh, fuck. There it is. That's the real end of society. That is the real end of society, isn't it? I think that's the perfect way to end this whole fucking thing. That is the whole thing. Hey, guys. Listen. I'm going to do something crazy. If this TikTok gets 2,000 likes, I will jump into this aquarium. Also, here's an article on why you shouldn't touch a Nile crocodile in an aquarium. That's it. We're done. We're done. I want to thank you guys for coming out to this episode of Payne's World. We're going to keep these uh, going again uh, weekly. Uh, Next week, I have an announcement about a new show. A lot of cool things we're cooking up. Uh, A lot of reasons why Painsword wasn't completely active. Uh, We'll be able to tell you more and more as we go along. Uh, We have a new show in the works. We have an old show coming back. And along the way, we might have to end some careers. We just might have to. I mean, we don't... Honestly, I don't have to end a career. But it's kind of getting boring. Quarantine. And frankly, like I've stated before a million times, I'm tired of seeing Trump tweets and stuff. So I might... I might just end some careers. So we'll talk about that later. But like I said, next week uh, we are going to announce a new show. And the comeback of an old... And favorite show, one of the most successful shows on the network. Very excited to bring it back because that show coming back means that we're getting a little bit closer back to normal, guys. It's true. 
We're, we're getting right there. And, uh, yeah, I hope you guys are being safe. Hope you guys are having fun. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Pain's World. If you did, make sure to follow, subscribe to this feed wherever you're listening to Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you are listening. Make sure to give us some love somehow. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can go uh, at PSPN underscore hub. That is our main account. That will give updates on every show. We also post funny content and stuff like that whenever it's an intermingling between shows and stuff. Uh, talking nice, Gary and the dude, all that great content. Honestly, I give the guys a lot of shit, but it's like, it's like, it's, it's tough love. Cause you know, sometimes Papa has to give tough love. So if any of y'all guys made it this far, I love you. Okay. Now, now back to being a hard ass. <coughs> I'll see you fuckers next week.